The My Fishing Cape Cod Chronicles are brought to you by the Goose Hummock Shops, Cape Cod's largest outdoor outfitter, serving New England since 1946. Shop them online at themightyfish.com. Welcome to the My Fishing Cape Cod Chronicles. The My Fishing Cape Cod Chronicles podcast profiles impactful members of our fishing community and beyond. Now, here's your host, Kevin Collins. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod Chronicles here from My Fishing Cape Cod. This is your host, Kevin Collins, coming back at you in early December. I hope everybody had a safe and healthy Thanksgiving, enjoyed the turkey as much as they could with loved ones, family, and friends. I know it was a little bit different this year, but it's been a challenge for everybody, including us here at My Fishing Cape Cod. But I've got good news for you today. Hopefully, I'm here to provide a little bit of a helpful and entertaining distraction. We've got another Chronicles podcast lined up for you. This is episode number 15 of the 2020 MFCC Chronicles season. And we've got none other than our good buddy Bruno Demir from down at Cape and Islands Mitsubishi. Bruno is a proud My Fishing Cape Cod member, and he's an avid bottom fisherman. He loves to fish for cod and haddock, and that is going to be the topic of today's podcast. We are going to dive headfirst into the cod and haddock game and successfully pick Bruno's brain on how he navigates the waters around Cape Cod and lands so many cod and haddock each spring and each fall. Now, MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins isn't going to join us on today's episode, but he came up with a pretty genius idea. Ryan took the time about a week ago to go into the My Fishing Cape Cod forum and create a post called Cod and Haddock Podcast. And what he did was he outlined exactly the purpose of what the thread was going to be. It was to generate questions from you, the members, on what you want to hear about in terms of different topics or questions you may have concerning bottom fishing for cod and haddock. And basically what happened was you guys really came to the rescue. You provided a ton of questions on this thread underneath Ryan's original post. And what I'm going to do once we get Bruno on the line is we're going to conduct this instead of an interview. It's going to be more like a Q&A between you, the listeners and the members and Captain Bruno. Basically, it's going to be like a mailbag type concept or an open Q&A with me just being the moderator relaying the questions to Bruno. So hopefully we can get many of these questions answered and get you guys the feedback in a podcast form instead of just adding different posts to this thread. So a really cool idea by MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins. I'm just here to help execute it. And without further delay, let's bring in today's podcast interview subject, and that's none other than Captain Bruno Demir from down at Cape and Islands Mitsubishi. Bruno, how are you today? I've been great. Um, just enjoyed Thanksgiving with the family. And, uh, you know, this week is probably my last week. Boat's coming out at the end of this week, so it's a sad day for me. But uh, we'll be back in there in April, so we're going to hold our breath for four months. Well, Bruno, as we talked about before the show, we're going to do a little bit of a Q&A type episode from the My Fishing Cape Cod Forum Ryan started a thread on cod and haddock, and I know you've seen it in there. You've been in there poking around answering people's questions, and we promised some answers here on the podcast. So we're going to go down this list of questions, and the first one is from Bill Binswanger, and it's when's the best time to go for cod and haddock, early in the year, 
early in the day, late in the day, depth, bait, jigs. All of those things are interesting to Bill. So if you can just give us kind of a, a broad look at some of those topics on cod and haddock. Sure. So uh, what time of the year? Um, that's, that's kind of an open-ended question, but I can tell you the haddock season for me starts, not cod, but specifically haddock, inshore haddock, will start for me right around uh, Easter. And um, in in the past years, uh, the place to do that was Stellwagen Bank uh, up off P-Town. And, um, but interestingly enough, in the last two seasons, uh, the haddock hasn't been great up at Stellwagen, which is weird, and I'm sure you knew that too already. But uh, the last two seasons, the haddock actually has been literally a mile and a half, two miles right off of Duxbury Harbor is where the last two seasons guys are getting haddock in 80 to 90 feet. Best way to get those in that time of the year is just anchor up and get as much clams, buckets of clams as you can, and you almost want to chum them. And you just keep dropping one clam after another as fresh as you can. And uh, if you're not getting a bite, change your clam over to a fresh piece of clam. And, uh, you know, obviously with haddock, you just have a weight with a, with a two hooks up top, a high-low hook. And you just clam them, and, you, and that's how you get them that time of the year. Early is always better, obviously. Um, if you go too late in the day, they might be there, but getting the big ones to bite are always a little difficult. As I progress into the year, obviously all the other fish start coming into the Cape, and my, my focus gets away from haddock and cod and all that and i start looking at other stuff but as you go into the uh end of the year season uh i like to go east to chatham when you go east to chatham it's different you you don't you don't necessarily want to use bait out there because of the amount of dogfish that can attract that so when you go east to chatham the idea is to just use like diamond jigs uh viking jigs anything anything heavy enough to get you down because when you go east to Chatham, you're looking at, you know, bigger, deeper water. I I usually won't use bait going east to Chatham, but uh, if if I'm right after a storm and the water's really murky and the bottom's really dirty, then you might want to use a little bit of clam to see if you can pick them up that way. But again, you're always risking the uh, the dogfish jumping on on a baited rig versus uh, a Viking jig just bouncing off the bottom for. Uh, catch a cod's attention and bruno while we're talking about haddock what was the size limit on haddock for this season uh, i was 18 inches yeah and you know you you get them bigger than that um it's 18 inches when you go uh south of cape cod so got it that's that's if you go east of chatham is considered south of cape cod uh if you were to catch it like i said in duxbury uh, off of duxbury harbor cape cod bay Stellwagen, you drop to 17 inches so that's going to bring us to our next question in the forum from Connor McWilliams. And once you get your keeper haddock, Bruno, you limit out for the day. He wants to know what a good recipe would be for the whole fish, in your opinion. For a whole haddock? Either a whole haddock or just a fillet. He says either one. Jeez, I've never done them whole because they're very um, delicate. I come from an old school family that hates to waste any part of your you know harvest yep so if you're that type of person 
uh, what we do is we'll fillet them and we'll cook the fillets and we'll take the head and the rib and, um, and just, uh, boil it and, uh, and then take the water out and, uh, pick away at the meat off the head and the, and the ribs. And you get all this big pile of white meat with nothing, no, no bones or anything on it. Yep. And you just, uh, you could make like a Portuguese stew or a fish chowder or something like that out of it. That's probably your best way to, you know, take advantage of the whole fish when, that you harvested yep. rather than just, you know, taking the fillet and throwing the rest away. But I, I wouldn't recommend cooking the whole thing all at once. I don't know if that would come out right. Next question, Bruno, is from Graham Stevens, and he's super excited to get on the uh, the podcast today. And he says, under what conditions can jigs be more or less effective than high-low bait rigs for haddock? So basically, you know, if I'm fishing in Cape Cod Bay or Stellwagen, beginning of season, you have to bait, and you have to bait pretty heavy. Um, but if you go east to Chatham and you're fishing haddock out there or cod, uh, you want to try to stay away from the bait because um, there is a lot of dogfish out there. But there is a time to use that when the when the water's uh, murky. And there's he has a, a second part to his question. There's a lot of cod regulations here on Cape Cod and also throughout New England. And he and he hits on the state of Maine, and they have a temporary Gulf of Maine open cod season only for recreational anglers. He wants to know kind of your thoughts on that, and you know, could it be successful maybe around here on Cape Cod? I mean, here on Cape Cod, if you go east to Chatham. Uh, we still have a open season all year round, um, 21 inches, 10 fish limit. Um, but that's only if you go east. If you if you end up with a cod north of us, yep. which is kind of what he's relating to, the season's very tight. It's September and September to October. It's one fish. It's 21 inches. Um, you know, for for whatever reason, the cod. Well, I want to say whatever reason, because of the heavy commercial fishing north of us for cod, uh, they really did a lot of damage to those fish out there. And um, when you go east of Chatham, they're still pretty plentiful. I mean, nowhere near what it was when I was a kid. So, you know, if 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 you want to catch cod, the best the best thing to do is just go east. It's, uh, it's a healthier fishery, and uh, I don't feel so bad that way, you know. Next question, Bruno, is from Brian Blair, and he's got a two-part question. The first one, talking a little bit about what we talked right off the top of the show about, was fishing for cod and haddock in the spring versus fishing for them in the fall. And what he wants to know is when you're out there and you're fishing in the spring versus fishing in the fall, are there different depths that are more successful in the spring versus the fall or vice versa? That's a good question. So what's happened to me is at the end of the season, it's way more cod than haddock. Um, haddock tend to come in closer uh, in the summer. This last trip I took where it was mainly cod more than haddock, uh, we started at about 150 feet and we didn't, you know, we didn't really start getting a good amount of cod till we got into the figs at about 300 feet. Yep. Um, you just, this is what I do. I start going east and I'll start at about 120, 130 feet. And if I, if I'm getting more dogfish than cod or haddock, 
I'll go a little bit deeper into the shipping lanes. If I'm still getting, um, you know, dogfish, um, then I'll go into the figs, which I don't know if you know where the figs are, but figs are just on the other side of the shipping lanes in about 300 feet. Make sure you bring some friends with you if you're a captain because it's always fun watching them curse at you as they're pulling up a cod from 300 feet of water. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I'll give you a little tip. A lot of the big party boats, um, I won't say the names, but they go east. And if you do decide to go east and, you know, you see a party boat, that's probably your best bet. If you see a party boat, that's probably your best bet. Hang around there, and uh, you'll get your limit. So Brian's second part of his question goes back to what we were talking about, Bruno, with the size limit. If you're into fish that are maybe just sublegal fish or just scratching that 17, 18-inch size limit where you can kind of barely keep them, do you have any tips for trying to get into the bigger fish if you're kind of caught in a patch of fish that are all sublegal to barely legal fish? Yeah, go deeper. Okay. Definitely go deeper. But the other thing is, um, I could tell you, look, I, I've gone fishing where I've had someone go to the same exact spot as me wicked early in the morning, and they're getting 25, 30, 35-inch cod. And I'll go to the same exact spot in the afternoon let's say one o'clock, two o'clock. And I know I'm late in the game. Like, in other words, like I'll go tuna fishing in the morning and I'll go to my cod spot where someone else was fishing that morning, getting a lot of cod and I'll just get shorts. I'll get short fish after short fish. And when that happens, it's usually because there's bigger fish down there, but they're not feeding. They only feed in the morning. Um, so sometimes I'll, I'll have to go deeper to get bigger. Like if it's in the morning, if it's in the morning and you're getting short fish, just go deeper. If you're going in the afternoon and you're getting short fish, well, you probably missed the bite. And you're going to have to try different things to try to get the bigger ones to bite. Like, you know, maybe a bigger jig, maybe a smaller jig, so on. The next question up, Bruno, is from Eric Cronin. And it's a very interesting one. I think it was the most interesting question I've come across in the thread. And he says, a few times this past season... He was out jigging for mackerel, and mixed in were cod, pollock, and haddock. So he had all these different species feeding at once. And he says, is it common for all those types of fish to feed in the same areas? And he said, one, oh, yeah. he said, one jig I caught a 20-inch cod, and the next drop was a full sabiki of mackerels, <laughs> which I think is really yeah. cool. I'm going to tell you a story. Um, uh, two weeks ago, I was out at Crab's Ledge, which is, east of uh, Chatham, a lot of the tuna guys know it. Most people know where that is. And uh, I was dropping a sabiki for um, mackerel. And my son, my 10-year-old son, he's pulling up his sabiki. He's like, Dad, this feels heavy. He got it to the boat. And it was a 25-inch cod, you know. So they're all in the same place. And there has been many, many times where I've gone east of Chatham and We'll catch haddock, cod, and pollock all in the same spot. And and me personally, I mean, I'd love to catch pollock all day long over cod or haddock, but um, they're all mixed in together. They're all mixed in together. They all eat and feed and, and swim in the same areas. 
So, Bruno, if they're all mixed in together and it's like a big, you know, washing machine full of different species of fish all feeding in the same area, we have a question from Robbie Griffin here on the forum. And it says he's curious if there's a way to specifically target haddock when all these species are kind of like mixed in together. Is there a way where you could try to give yourself the best chance at pulling up a haddock or is it really just kind of luck of the draw when you do your drops? I've always seen it as a luck of the draw. I mean, if you really want haddock and that's what you're after, the the best time to go is in the beginning of the season, which is like April, uh, May. And like I said, right around Cape Cod Bay and uh, Stellwagen and just, just uh, you know, use use bait, use clams. And if, that, if all you want is haddock, that's the way to do it. In the summertime, however, if you're going east, there's some spots here and there that are pretty close to shore with wrecks in them uh, that will hold haddock. But there's times where they're mixed in together. But there's a lot of times when if haddock's there and there's and it's all haddock, it's nothing but haddock. Uh, I've seen that too. So it's it's just the luck of the draw. It just you know that's why it's fishing. Every day is different. You know. We got another one here from Yi Zhang. What's your favorite teaser for cod and haddock east of Chatham? How do you match the hatch? You know, the best teaser that's ever worked for me for cod and haddock, I, I bought like 20 of them for like a dollar a piece at the uh, saltwater fishing show in uh, Rhode Island every year. I picked up these glow-in-the-dark squid that are about, I want to say about four inches long that uh it it's just it's just a plastic glow-in-the-dark squid with two eyes on it it's white um i put a just a hook through it and use it as a teaser and sometimes it works it, it works better than anything else i have in the tackle box and i paid like a dollar for it or something but that's my favorite anything white because you gotta understand when you're going 100 to 300 feet deep for cod um it's pitch black down there. So that's why like a lot of these Viking jigs and, and things like that are chrome and you, you try to get, get their attention. Um, and, and anything that can glow like that's going to catch their attention. And Bruno, we have one more question here from Ron Radowski, who's a great member. And I've talked to Ron a, a couple of times and he's got an interesting question about just the, the limits on COD and, and the regulations on COD, and he just wants your thoughts on a, a couple things. He says, this is a topic I'm looking forward to hearing about. Unfortunately, COD fishing has been closed in Cape Cod Bay and north in the Gulf of Maine for many years. So why can folks still catch limits of COD south of us with no regard to the depletion of population? And that's something that you just hit on, Bruno, about how strict it is as you push north and how you're better off going south. Do you have any idea on kind of like why that is, the politics behind it, or if that'll change in the future at all? I'm not as up to speed on the commercial fishing side of like how deep a dragger can and can't go. I don't know if a dragger can drop 200 feet down. Draggers, from what I know, and I guess people can correct me if I'm wrong, are usually within 100, 150 feet. I don't think they can drag out to two, 300 feet, um, which, which helps that population east of Chatham still stay pretty strong. 
I know that back in the day, they used to catch them on long lines, which I don't believe is allowed anymore. Um, I think north of the Cape, there was a lot of draggers at one time, and the cod was a bycatch of those draggers and really hurt the population. But, I mean, look, I'm... I, I'm no scientist. I, I rely on the scientists and unfortunately it's the politicians to tell me what I can and can't do as a recreational fisherman. Um, if they tell me I can go east to Chatham, I go east to Chatham. And I'm very cautious of what I do out there because you. here's one thing we should touch on with, with that question. When you do catch a short cod or a short haddock, what do you do? Because I'm going to tell you now, I'm not going to just throw it back in the water because if you do that, there's a good chance it's going to float right back up. The way the way these fish are and they're coming from such deep, you you have to burp them, and you you really you really got to put them in the water a little bit, let them breathe the air out before you let them go back down. Because if you just throw them out there after a short fish, it's just going to float. And um, you know your bag limit is ten east of Chatham. Um, I never hit ten per head. If I go out with three people, I'm not coming back with 30 cod. If it's close to 21, it's going back. And uh, and again, you know, when I go east to Chatham, I probably catch, you know, 30% of what I catch is cod. The rest is going to be pollock and haddock anyways. That's all we can do is follow the rules, right? Absolutely, Bruno. And that was the, the last question in this thread. So I just wanted to take a second to thank you for doing this kind of Q&A that we put together here. Ryan started the thread, and man, did the members just kind of flock to it and have a lot of questions for you. So I just, on behalf of all the members who submitted the questions, and they were great questions, and we gave each member a shout-out here on the podcast for their awesome question. I just wanted to thank you, Bruno, for taking the time to answer all of them. Well, I appreciate all the members stepping up, and uh, I was surprised to see so many guys are into uh, the cod and haddock fishery here on the Cape. Um, the best part about it is it's year round. So, uh, if you got the right boat and you can get out there on a calm day, it's, you know, that's why my boat doesn't come out till December. You know, it's a great fishery. It's a great place to be as long as we all together keep an eye on the fishery and do the right thing. Hopefully it'll be here for many more generations to, uh, enjoy, you know. And I know we're in the holiday season rush here, Bruno, and you've got to get into Cape and Islands, Mitsubishi and, help people do their Christmas shop. And I'm sure there's a few people in there looking for a new car or truck, you know, for their significant other. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'll let you get back into work and we'll look forward to catching up with you in the near future, my friend. You got a good talking to you, Kev. Again, another big thanks to proud MFCC member, Bruno Demir for joining us on this edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod Chronicles. And I also want to take a moment to thank you, the members, for all of this great feedback and for providing these great questions in the My Fishing Cape Cod forum underneath Ryan's original post. It made for an extremely enjoyable podcast to make from my perspective and from Bruno's. I know he really enjoyed hearing from all of you guys, and I'm glad we were able to get in most, if not all, of the questions that were on that thread. So that's going to put a wrap on today's program. Episode number 15 of the 2020 MFCC Chronicles season is now in the books. So until we speak again, this is your host, Kevin Collins, signing off on another edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod Chronicles. Until we speak again, tight lines and take care. Thanks for listening to the My Fishing Cape Cod Chronicles podcast. From all of us here at My Fishing Cape Cod, 
tight lines and take care. For the latest information on how to fish the Cape, be sure to check out MyFishingCapeCod.com. Become a member today and receive your first month for just $1. Join us as a My Fishing Cape Cod member.